Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Here we go. It's Amit and Chris, your course wizards, coming here today to talk about how you can teach anything online. How are you doing today, Amit? What's up, Chris? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. You know what we just did I think tonight. you were telling me a fun story before we hit record about our taste test. So yeah, we I decided... I think listeners are like that. Uh, we, one of our favorite uh, YouTube shows is uh, Good Mythical Morning, and they often do taste tests on this show. And so we decided we would do a taste test of our own. And so we decided to do a taste test between many flavors of Doritos. And so my wife went to the store. She got one bag of each flavor. We had something like seven or nine bags. And one by one, we went through and tasted each one to see which one was the best. We rated them on a scale from one to five and then combined our scores to see what was best. Uh, my, uh, the, the one that won out over everything was Cool Ranch. And then next in line was Nacho Cheese. And uh, and then the the surprise of the night was the tomatillo flavor. We all loved the uh, hot sauce on that one. Um, and then uh, uh, then it went down from there. We did discover all the flaming hot ones. They are flaming hot. We did not like those at all. We couldn't we couldn't even feel our tongues after we ate those. <laughs> I I want to like Google. Okay, Dorito flavors. Apparently, yes. they have hundred and. 30 flavors. Yeah, so we missed out on about 129 of the or 121. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so my favorite is actually not the flaming hot, but it's like the purple bag. I forgot what it's called. Uh, it is on the spicy side though. Yes, yeah. Some of those they can get really spicy. Some of them are called spicy and then some are called flaming hot. And there's a distinct difference. The spicy has a little bit of a kick. The flaming hot is it's it burns. And, and, and it I built. wanted to tell it you my built. story, but I completely forgot what my story was going to be. Did you really? <laughs> well, I started to say it, something. It, yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you said, oh, I got a funny story with this. Hold it until the podcast. And then I said, okay, I'll tell my story and then you can tell your, and you forget, huh? <laughs> yes. What a bummer. Uh, so what's Good Morning Mythical or Good Mythical Morning? You don't know Good Good Mythical Morning is a couple guys is written link. Uh, they're the number two show, I believe, on YouTube and have been for over a decade. Uh, it's just a what? couple of guys that um, they do all kinds of things like taste tests and stupid, you know, games and that kind of stuff. And they are a riot to watch. They're great for the whole family. Definitely you and your kids would love them. Your wife would probably love them too, um, especially when they do the, they do taste tests. They'll do things like um, they'll bring in three different kinds of dinner. Pokemon soup versus Mario pasta. Yeah, and, and, and they'll do the different um, types of food. So they might say, okay, we're going to bring in food from frozen sections, from low-value restaurants, expensive restaurants, and see if the expensive one really is better than the rest. Those are always very interesting. They also do taste tests with uh, different grocery stores and foods. And sometimes you're, you're surprising to see, for instance, how many Kroger foods are better than the actual brands um, when they do the taste test. So, yeah, it's pretty eye-opening and fun, fun stuff. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, yeah, I wish I remembered what I was going to talk to you about, but I forgot. <laughs> well, you know, you know what you need is a little bit of an AI tool on your side to help you know what your script should be on it. 
And that's what we're talking about today. You know, it. Uh, so if you're, if, talk about it. yeah, if you're building courses and you know that we have been talking about AI tools a little bit, uh, on this, um, uh, whole show, this course wizard show, and we just thought we'd compile a list of some of our favorite AI tools that you really need to try out. Because even though we've talked about AI tools before, you know, it's been a week or two and when a week or two <laughs> passes right now. These AI tools are, there's new ones springing up. When we were compiling this list, Amit's already put a couple on here I never even knew existed because a couple of weeks ago they didn't, right? And so um, I think this is going to be a really good look at some of the latest AI tools. And keep in mind as you hear us talking about them that you can use these to really shortcut your way through building your courses they can help you build the copy you need build outlines you need and all sorts of things and so uh, uh that's why we love them absolutely and you're right every week there's like a new tool popping up right yeah uh what's cool is right before i joined this call chris i was reading about this AppSumo had sent an email about heart on my sleeve i don't know if you saw that. yes I'm i like, did see that what and i didn't even know this thing so i googled it and apparently this song, have you, do you know the background behind this? No, I don't. Okay. So it's a song called Heart on My Sleeve, sung by uh, The Weeknd. And I think I'm going to say Drake. Yes. Yeah. But it's, they both, it's fake. It's AI generated song, which has got 8.5 million views on TikTok. And that just goes to show you that no job is safe. <laughs> no one is safe right now. Although there is a safe job right now, which only humans can do, which AI is not allowed to do, and it's called an AI ethics job. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you have to be a human to be in the AI ethics industry. Yeah, yeah. So I, if you are worried about your job, that's a good job to go for. You know, a lot of people are worried about their jobs, and there's a certain merit to that. But if you look throughout our track record with new technology, generally... You know, when, when when Spotify and Apple Music came out, everyone said, oh, the music industry is done. And instead, it's just changed the way it works, right? And generally, those who embrace the technology tend to do better than those who don't. You remember, and, and I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know, when, when spreadsheets came out on computers, people thought accountants were done for. No one's going to need an accountant anymore because everyone can use a spreadsheet. And instead, what happened is it was the accountants that used spreadsheets that won over the accountants that didn't. And so I'm encouraging people to learn about these AI tools, figure out how they can help you do better. Because if you're a writer or a designer or a marketer, if you can use AI tools, you're generally going to do things better than those who don't. Because it's going to be like you have a personal assistant on your side. And that's going to put you over the top. Yeah. And uh, you're right. They said that about horses right like when times came around <laughs> horses are not going to be needed anymore yeah um email was a big one when email first came out u.s mail is dead yes no one's going to need the postal service anymore well you can't send packages through email so. right right and it's not that it didn't change things right it still changed the postal service uh it's not the way it used to be and they've had to adopt new tools themselves but the point is that um you know we we have to change and adopt to these things. And I think that's how it's going to happen with this. Yep. So our first tool, I think Chris, everyone knows about this, is ChatGPT. 
instead of talking about chat GPT, why don't I was thinking you and I can riff on the last three or four things you have asked chat GPT. So I'm sure you have the tab open. If you want to look at your last few right, commands let, and let, I can tell you mine. All right, let me pull it open. You, you go ahead and tell me yours first because I'm, I'm opening mine now. Okay. So my last one, what I was actually doing is building, creating a video on how to do a summit in New Zealand. And for that, I enlisted ChatGPT. I said, you know what? I, I want you to tell me some obscure niches that might have online summits. Because I was like, what kind of topic am I going to create? Because sometimes when I'm creating my YouTube videos for New Zealand, I want to create it not just on my topic, but a general topic, right? So that was my question. And the response was uh, urban beekeeping, vintage postcard collectors, tiny house builders, wood-fired pizza, oven enthusiasts, medieval reenactment hobbyists, and it goes on. It's like mm -hmm. 10 options of these obscure niches that people might not have heard of. So I picked the first one, which was urban beekeeping. That's perfect. And you see, coming up with stuff like that, these can, these can help you build your courses, right? You can get all kinds of insights. Uh, my, my, well, my, my last one was, uh, asked, I asked it for 20 different kinds of salts because uh, I was talking to someone and we were talking about salt. I don't even remember what the conversation was. And we discovered, I think they listed a salt I'd never heard of. And so we asked for the kinds of salts. It came back, immediately listed 20 different kinds, starting with table salt and ending with ginger salt. And then uh, I didn't know what one of them was, so I asked about it. Um, it's, uh, cell grease is what it's called, and it's a coarse sea salt. And it gave me an uh, example of that. And then I said, give me a recipe for that. And you know what? It did. It gave me a full recipe for that with asparagus. And then I even asked what wine goes with it, and it told me that too. Oh, that's awesome. And soon, and when I say soon, I mean maybe in a week or two, right? Who knows? Things are moving so fast. They might enable the plugins for us where it will give you the recipe with the ingredients and the calorie count, which would be perfect because it's integrated with Wolfram Alpha. And there is a plugin that integrates with Instacart. So not only will ChatGPT give you the wine suggestions, the next question it's going to ask is, do you want me to add these wines to your Instacart order? Yes, that's amazing. See, this is when you'll truly have a personal assistant. Well, Amit, that is a perfect lead-in to the next one on the list, which is um, one that I just found out about called SGPT. And this is made by um, uh, one of the gentlemen over at Max Stories. His name is uh, Frederico Vitici, I think. Uh, but he made this. This is a plug-in for both Macs and for iPhones. And it basically brings ChatGPD to your iPhone where you can ask it anything through Siri and it will give you the chat GPT answer. But it's more than that. It's also integrated into the iPhone shortcuts, which means it's integrated with all the Apple services on your iPhone. So for instance, you can tell it to do things with your notepad, with reminders, with your calendar, with the uh, clipboard. It'll work with any of those. Um, one of the most impressive, impressive things that I saw it do that I thought was kind of cool was that you can say like, 
Create me a playlist with the top 15 songs by the members of Boy Genius, and uh, it will actually create a playlist for you in Apple Music with those songs in it. Uh, and you can actually get more complicated than that, too. It's quite uh, interesting. Of course, if you ask Siri that, what would happen? She wouldn't know what you're talking about, right? She can't do mm -hmm. that. But this will do that. This will create playlists for you. It will, um, of course, work chat GPT. It'll, you can copy things to your clipboard, put them in your other apps. Really, really impressive. If you use a Mac or have an iPhone, I highly recommend looking at this. And so to do that, all you have to do is look in our show notes, and I'll put the, um, uh, the uh, link for that. Okay. I don't know what happened to your face. I think half of it disappeared. I think I think something. I think I dragged something when I was messing with that. Let me see if I can get it back. <laughs> you go ahead and talk about our next one while I'm fixing our screen. <laughs> All right, Chris is fixing our video. <laughs> so this is fun to watch if you're on YouTube. My next one is Mid Journey for images, and I'll put some of the images in our um, show notes here, Chris. The last command I gave it today was. Uh, my company's logo, the company that I work for, my full-time job, their logo color is green and blue. So I said, a lightning strike at night over a lake with clouds in the sky uh, and lightning color should be green. And then I got that because I'm, I wanted to use that lightning for an upcoming Salesforce project. And yeah. Salesforce has a... Oh, now I'm like a tiny circle. Anyways, <laughs> Salesforce has this... Um, um, interface called Lightning and I'll put a link in our chat here for Ecamm so you can check it out I mean this is I couldn't find I even went on a website for like social images or yes. uh, stock images I couldn't find a green Lightning but Mid Journey was able to create it for me um, I said earlier my chat GPT command was or the topic that I picked based on ChatGPT's suggestion was urban beekeeping. So then I wanted one of the author images to be a beekeeper. And the command I gave it, I'll read you the command, but I put the photo in the chat if you want to either see it or pull it up. I said, American woman, mid-30s, doing beekeeping, ultra real. And... If you look at that photo, Chris, I mean... Oh, that looks like an actual real person. Yes. It doesn't look like... So that's so all designed hard. by AI. Yeah. If I saw that in a magazine, I would never guess that was AI. And that's what's getting harder, right? Is the yep. lines are getting blurred between reality and artificial intelligence, which we've always seen in the movies, but I feel like now we are living it and... Yeah, it's kind of scary too. But this is also gonna is, this is gonna do away with the uh, stock photos too, isn't it? I mean, who's gonna ever need a stock photo to search through when you can just tell it what you want? It'll give you s several choices. You choose one of them. It's a completely royalty-free image. What do we need the services for anymore, right? Uh, yeah, and I think we are getting there, but there's always one of those, right? Like. Crypto became huge, but not everyone adopted it. So AI yeah. can become huge, but not everyone's going to adopt it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What, what do you uh, have next? The next one that I love is Phrase.io. Now, we've talked about Phrase before, so I won't dwell on it too much, but Phrase is pretty great. 
because in addition to just having all the regular AI features of being able to write articles, what I really love it for is the fact that you can do a tremendous amount of research in phrase and it will it will go ahead if you put in a topic and it will search the top 20 results in Google. It will find out what the most used words are in those results. It'll find out the commonalities. It'll help you create a new article based on what ranks right now in Google for that search term. And uh, if you want to produce articles, uh, especially blog type articles on a uh, large basis, you want to try and rank for them for your course, this is the tool to use. It's called phrase.io. That's F-R-A-S-E.io. It's like paraphrasing. They use the word phrase, P-H-R-A-S-E, and just rename it. Yes. Uh, I didn't realize that for the longest time. That's what it stood. <laughs> then one day I was like, wait, it's like freeze. Uh, wait oh, a second. Knowing sense. Yeah. <laughs> so my next one is Runway ML. Runway ML has been pretty big, um, just like Mid Journey. I would say their image generation is not as great as Mid Journey, but for this one, I think we can do a little show and tell, and I can actually share my screen and walk you through a few of the things it can do. Did you want me to do that? Sure, go right ahead. I got I got the screen pulled up here for you. All right, let me see if I can find that tab. Okay, here we go. No, I lost your audio there for a second, Amit. Okay, hold on one second. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Today we are having all sorts of fun. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me pull this up again. Uh, give me one second. Now I'm going to pull up my monitor and you let me know, Chris, when you can see it. This is the, what we're going to do. Entire screen. Okay. There you are. And you can see my screen? Yeah, so you can see everything. So the number of tools you get in with Runway ML is just crazy, like mind-blowing. It's not free. Um, they literally just launched this video to video where, and you can even like write a piece of text and turn it into video. I think right now there's a limit to how much you can do and it's pretty rudimentary. So you won't delve into that too much. You can train your own AI generator, which is pretty cool. Here are all of the AI tools. Uh, text to image is pretty common, right? I type something, it looks at what I've typed and it turns that into an image. That's what so Midjourney does. Do Midjourney does that too, right? Yeah. So we did the beekeeping example. Um, so he's typing an American woman doing beekeeping. And when he, oh, in a, in a bee farm. And when he tells it to generate it, it's taking a few moments here as it's a little, a little beach ball spinning. It's already pulled up answers. Uh, the the images are aren't as good. These, these aren't as good. And part of the reason is because it's put all the women beekeepers in very thick uh, beekeeping outfits, which means you can't even tell that there's a person inside them. They're so thick. As opposed to the one that was and through mid-journey, it looked like a person. I don't know what kind of animal those, this is. but Those look like giant slugs instead of bees. So yeah, <laughs> it, it missed the mark a little bit. Yes. Then it has removed background. It does pretty good with removing background. So 
I don't actually have a person's photo here. But if I add this photo to timeline, and now I I can just see it saying click on an area to start masking. So all I have to do is just mask a few points, and then it's going to say, okay, this is the area that you want us to keep, and everything mm. else we can remove. So once I say remove background, it's wanting me to watch this tutorial. Uh, it's going to keep that thing that just got masked, and then everything else gets removed to give us that background. So it's it's similar to remove.bg. But in here, you can control what you're masking. And, and is this so video what, also, am I, am I taking that that's a video background? Yeah, you can remove it from a video. So yeah. I, which is something that's not a lot of tools out there are doing. No, not at all. Like you can, you can remove background from uh, images using remove.bg, but the video one is what is really powerful. So if you, as a course creator, have a talking head, you don't need to worry about green screen anymore. It just removes it for you. Absolutely. So yeah, this is really, it's a Swiss Army tool. It's got a lot of different tools inside that can really help you. And they're all AI generated. They're all very smart kind of tools. Yeah. And so this one, right, erase and replace. This is pretty cool. Like I could erase this soccer ball uh, and replace it with a football or just highlight it change the product and I have a new image. Uh, infinite image is one of my favorite ones. So I can pay a farm here and it's going to generate a farm for me, but it doesn't stop there. Now I'm going to, um, so let's just say I accept this. Then I move this frame and I can say portion. And you have to obviously put in some more thought into it and what your commands are going to be. But now it's going to expand this image and next to this farm, it's naturally going to put an ocean. So it just expanded that image, knowing what was before. And for those who are watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to get a better idea of what I just did. Yeah, it's like adding additional uh, pieces to the story. That's really clever. So now I can add here windmill, and it's going to expand that current layout. And it doesn't even look like any AI generator. It blends it so well. Like, even if you look at the top of this mountain, right, it's so smooth and it carries on that smoothness. Very impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, that one was pretty cool. Infinite image. But, I mean, just the mind-blowing options here of all the AI tools is just insane. Yeah, you could spend hours in there, I think. That's cool. Yeah. Very nice. So, that was a little show and tell, but that's the one I wanted to kind of show you what it's about. Yeah, that's good. So that's Runway ML. Then the this n next one that uh, is out. Oh, well, let me talk about this first. Uh, Canva, which you may be familiar with. Uh, Canva is a very popular, of course, uh, design tool where um, people have used it for a long time now to create social media designs and that sort of thing. They are integrating AI into almost every part of Canva right now. And a lot of it's in beta, but um, they're... Uh, integrating it into where you can not only create uh, images from uh, putting in sentences, just like Amma was just doing with Midjourney and with Runway ML, but it will also do things like you can say, uh, create a presentation for me about the migration of dolphins. And it will actually create the full PowerPoint, for instance, presentation 
that you could go through, including all the words. And then, of course, it's all editable because you want to make it your own, but they will create the entire presentation and then you can just edit it from there. So it's not just like ChatGPT would just give you the listing of what should be in that presentation. This is actually creating the design of the presentation also to where you can show it in a room. Yeah, Canva is pretty cool. I mean, who doesn't know about it, right? Who so, doesn't know about Canva? Yeah, I mean, now this next one that you're going to talk about, isn't it similar to Canva? It kind of looks like what it is. I hadn't heard of this one. Yes. Uh, so Microsoft Designer, it's by invite only. I think you can join it now or just apply to be on their waitlist. It's, so it's designer.microsoft.com. And then, so what I'm doing here is if you're listening to this, I put in a command here that says, an Instagram post about the virtual beekeeping summit. So we started off with that. Now we're going to keep that theme. And you can see here, Chris, I have an Instagram post ready. All I have to do is just make it a few tweaks. I have a background of bees being lifted out of their little wooden box here. And then I have the virtual beekeeping summit written on top of it, which is one thing that mid-journey cannot do is it cannot write text on top of image. It just writes like random things. So really what this has done is Ahmed has put in a idea for what he wants it to create and it's creating social posts for Instagram. So it's created a whole like, I don't know, 15 or 20 social posts instantly that all look a little bit different. They're all on theme. They've all got text. They can all still be manipulated. And they look terrific. Like this is the kind of thing, if I were going to have someone on Fiverr create it, they could come back with this. And I would have think they created all these from scratch. Yep. And some That's of these are not impressive. on point, right? Because right. virtual summit, it's thinking it's summit. So it's showing me a mountain. But again, it's trying to recognize what words are being said and give me the most relevant thing. Again, this is virtual summit. It's showing mountains. So out of like... 10 images, two are not on point. But Chris, let's see if you want to do something else. You do a lot on Twitter, right? But tell me a Twitter post that you recently did and let's try this to recreate it. Well, one of my favorites that we do is uh, how, how about how to beat writer's block, right? This is something that I've asked ChatGPT to write an article for. So we can say we're going to ask it to do a tweet about how to beat writer's block. And we want an image for that, right? It will do an image even though you said a tweet. Yeah, let's see what it comes up with. Here's your tweet. Yep, it like, sure did. Yeah. It went ahead and created a series of, it looks like, um, let's see what, probably about 16 images. And each there's one. There's even a video. And there's one that's even a video. Yeah. And they all say things like beat writer's block. And then they've got um, images that go with them. Sometimes a video that goes with them. Some of them are better than others, but this, remember, this just came out. It's basically a beta version because it was put out so quickly. Can you imagine what this stuff will be like in six months or a year from now? Oh, no man. one's going to be creating I mean, this stuff on their own anymore. They're just all going to go into AI tools and just tell them to do it. Why would I hire someone from Fiverr to do this when I can do it here for far less? And I can, I like this, right? I would use this. Or yes. like this is a photo of a happy person celebrating. And it says beat writer's block on it. Just click here, I think, change the text, change the colors, and you have your own brand stuff. I, I bet that Canva will do this almost this exact same thing too. What's interesting about this is that the, the image it's using is not an AI-generated image as far as I can tell. It looks like it's pulling stock art 
um, for these because that's their niche, right? Is creating things with stock cars. So that's kind of an interesting yep. take on it. Yep. And then there's awesome. one more, one more before we close that Amit said, you got to see this. What is this, Amit? All right, let me set it up for us. All right. So I actually found out through someone who's uh, watches my YouTube channel and connected with me through New Zendler. Want some New Zendler help. So shout out to Adrian for this one. And I have been hearing about this called Auto GPT, this thing called Auto GPT. And I'm like, what is Auto GPT now? Oh my God, I can't keep up with this thing. So Auto GPT is a project that's on GitHub. Someone launched it. GitHub is a code re repository website. To run any GitHub projects, you typically need a system or on your computer, you need a language like Python or something, Microsoft Visual Studio Code, Python to make that thing run. Now, yeah. all of this stuff that we use on a day-to-day -day basis runs on code, but we only see the front end. What GitHub is, is mostly open source projects where you are running the back end and the front end. So yeah. it's not the prettiest thing, but, and it's very complex. It's not the, for the faint hearted. So I went and I'm like, I'm going to watch YouTube videos and do it. So I did that. And I got stuck at some point. I'm like, you know what? I give up on this auto GPT. But the premise is that it executes. You can get, say, make me a marketing plan. Now, chat GPT can do that. But auto GPT is connected to get uh, to the internet and has these different things called agents. So if you said, make me a marketing plan for my upcoming writers conference, well, there's lots involved there, right? So it's going to create a plan. Every time it creates a plan, it's going to ask you for approval. Hey, do you approve this plan? And then it will go and execute that plan. So let me reshare and actually show you because this is exciting stuff, Chris. I mean, this is like next level. And I won't tell you. I mean, I'll tell you, obviously. So this is how I started. <laughs> yeah. I'm going for a conference uh, to Austin to listen to these two guys who I listen to their podcast, uh, Sean and Sam. The podcast is called My First Million, so shameless plug for them. And they just emailed me today that we are taking, if you have a pitch deck for an investment, we want to invest in you so we can pitch your product to everyone who's there. I'm like, okay, let's use AutoGPT, but I obviously haven't been able to install it. Mm -hmm. So Adrian, the guy who we gave shout out to earlier, Suggested check out godmode.space, what a name. And godmode is essentially AutoGPT with a UI that you and I can understand. Hmm. Now, let me go through this. So here's what I did. I'm like, you know what? I need, I should pitch something at this event and I should have AI created because all the people there are entrepreneurs and in the AI space, so they will kind of appreciate the irony if I get selected yes. that this was completely done by AI, right? <laughs> and here's all I did, Chris. Now, you can do all of this with ChatGPT or other tools, but this is connected to the internet and is almost autonomous where it just continues to go without your intervention. Mm -hmm. And I said, you are, I, actually, I wanted to say no, now, but instead I said not. <laughs> but well, what I intended to say was you are now entrepreneur GPT create an outline for a 60-second pitch deck for story cards with three Zs at the end, mm -hmm. uh, a deck of cards with action words 
that can be strung together to create unique bedtime stories. Very cool. That's all I told him. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. So here are the tasks that this thing took upon itself. First, research the target audience of children's bedtime stories on Google. Okay, wow. I can go and see the result. I can see, okay, so this thing went to Google and said, children's book target audience, age range, page counts, and themes. Because this thing doesn't know all of this knowledge. It needs the knowledge. So it's going and teaching itself, what the hell is this thing? You can see all the titles it searched for. Then, search Google for the target audience for children's bedtime stories. Again, it continues to do that. Then it's like, okay, now search Google for current demand for interactive learning activities. Hmm. All right, I did that. We have some results here. Then, <laughs> search for potential investors in interactive learning. Because now it wants to give me who can invest in this. Wow. Identify the startups. Search for information on this company, CoRise, because that they identified from edtech startups. Then it continues on and on and on. Now it's on a completely different path. It's like, explore the elements of a successful pitch tech on UNICEF's website. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, here's, here's where it gets interesting. Search for key features and benefits of story cards on Google. But this product doesn't exist. Right. So Google is not going to be able to help. However, here's where we're going to skip all this thing that it has well, done. I'm skipping probably 50 actions here, y'all. And it has added some files here. So now I have files. And the first one is called bullet points. So the bullet points are what are these story cards? Unique action words for building captivating stories. Encourage creativity in storytelling. Spark imagination for entrepreneurship. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's, oh, it's okay. It's rather interesting. Then I'm like, okay, what's the story cards.txt? Fly, eat, dream. I have no clue. Okay. Next, features and benefits. This is where I start liking. I'm like, okay, list features and benefits for story cards. Unique gameplay experience. Expands children's creativity and imagination with wide range of stories possible. Improves reading and language development. Engages both children and parents. Okay, this is great copy I can use. Then, there's a pitch text.txt file, but there's nothing in there. Uh, so, it's a hit or miss. But then there's this features and benefits text file and it has all these features, right? It promotes creativity through the use of action words and story prompts, encourages imaginative play, enhances storytelling skills. Now, I can use this all in a pitch deck yes. for this upcoming event and potentially get selected. So there's more files here. There's like pitch text presentation script. And right now, this is one thing I want to show you. It's paused. Because every 10 minutes, I have to say, okay, continue. So, And here's pretty cool, Chris. What it does is, it has a thought, and it is reasoning with itself why that thought should be executed. Hmm. So for those who are listening and not watching this, the thought is, before we proceed with our next step, let's evaluate our pitch deck to see if there are any improvements we can make. And then the reasoning to itself is, evaluating our pitch deck will help us identify any areas that may be unclear or insufficient this will allow us to make necessary changes before proceeding with any further steps. And then it puts in a command here, says evaluate code, and it's actually evaluating that freaking text file that it dubbed in there to seeing if it's really good or not. 
Now I can either approve this plan or I can say, automatically approve everything you say for the next 10 minutes. And wow. off it goes again on the next 10. It's really amazing. This, this shows, and first of all, no, this isn't perfect, but this is the um, uh, the like beta version of all this stuff, right? Imagine what this will be like. But I think what's interesting is that we've gone from like uh, Google, which is, hey, I have to go out there and do my own research, to ChatGPT, which says, I'm going to go do the research for you, to this now, which says, I'm not only going to do the research, but I'm going to follow up and go to the next logical step of that research to an infinity number of times, right? I'm just going to keep doing it and do it more and more to where, where, you know, we've been talking about chat GPT and saying, wow, this is great. It creates, you know, a, a marketing outline for us. This looks like it would go even so far as to not only create the outline, but say, well, now that you have the outline, what do you need next? I'm going to figure out what that is. And then I'm going to go find out what that is for you. And then I'm going to do it again for the step after that and the step after that and the step after that. This truly becomes your tr your own AI assistant, doesn't it? Exactly. Because with ChatGPT, it's one-sided, right? You have to ask it a question. Just like Google was the search box, ChatGPT is the prompt box. Yes. You have to prompt something to get something. Whereas tools like God Mode are, you give us the one prompt and AI, it's almost your self-fulfilling checklist. Yes, exactly. Wow. Well, these are amazing. I'll tell you, I, I feel like I need to use AI even more every time after we talk about this stuff, because no matter how much you use it, you see all of the possibilities. Amit, will you just bring us through real quick and hit each one of these again so that anyone who's listening and what didn't write one down can get it, get it down on paper if they don't want to use our show notes? Yes. So our first one was ChatGPT. Then Chris talked about SGPT for Mac and for iPhone. Um, Mid-Journey for Images, Phrase for SEO, Runway ML for the Swiss Army Knife of AI tools, Canva for presentations, Microsoft Designer for all your social postings, then bonus, God Mode for God Mode. This is some amazing, amazing stuff. Hey, if you're using some AI tools and have a favorite, go ahead and let us know. Maybe you know one that we don't know and we'd love to look at them. Uh, join us on the uh, Facebook group that Ahmed has set up. I've got a link for that in the show notes. And please rate, review, subscribe, and share this with someone else who you know is building their own courses so that they can get their teaching out there too. Until next time. Because, is, yep. like, let me just say, no, we go want you to rate, review, and subscribe because AI can't do that just yet. Not yet they can't, so we still need people yeah. to do that. <laughs> well, hey, thanks right, for until listening. Until next time. Until next time. Keep creating. Keep creating. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.